Hi everyone, welcome to BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Ricky. Special guest, as you can see, a very talented youngster, Jordan Grant, good enough to join us. You've had a big few days, Jordan. Um, time with the Winmax Junior Driver down in Wanaka, getting to pedal Hayden Haddon's AP4 car. It was the AP4 car, wasn't it? That you, uh, that you... Yes, it was an AP4 car that we had a good go on. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the weekend, mate. What was? How did the opportunity come about? When did you sort of find out you were going to get, you know, obviously a, you know, a, a chance to drive the most successful car in New Zealand rallying history? Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it has been a pretty hectic few days over the weekend there. Um, so we, uh, I saw or learned about that we were going to be able to drive an AP4 when I applied for the junior um, driver scholarship and um, when we got in and then did our year. Um, we were last year's team, some of us, and then some of us were this year as well. Um, and Hayden was finally able to uh, slot us in a little gap, which was very nice of him, and um, the PRD, PRG team, um, fitted us in and we went down there and um, on Saturday we had uh, we did about five laps um, of a quarry uh, track with Hayden we did three with an engineer and two with Hayden and um, did some learning experience and learned some tricks and uh, tips on how to go faster So this was an opportunity afforded to um, some of the best young talent coming through our Ron Green Property Group New Zealand Rally Championship so yourself, Jackson Clendon, Zeal Jones Bryn Jones uh, all in attendance. Um, I think we're all pretty excited about what the future holds for all of you guys. But uh, the first question that comes to mind, um, knowing Hayden, uh, he rode shotgun for you in his own car. What was what was that like? <laughs> um, yeah, so we did the uh, three laps with an engineer just um, telling us the buttons and what controls what. And then um, Hayden gave us some tips once we were out of the car from his view from the outside. And then Hayden did jump in um, and come for a ride with us. So um, that was pretty pretty cool experience. Uh, not many, too many people can say that. And, um, yeah, we had a skid around and he told me some where to get a bit quicker. And then on our second lap, we had another go. And then, yeah, it was over pretty quick and very cool experience. Very thankful for um, having that opportunity. I imagine that there was sort of, uh, I know you guys are all super competitive, but given the, the what was at stake, no no competition between years on the day, what what was, you know, what, what was it like to actually drive an AP4 car? Because is that your first, presumably your first time doing that? Um, it is my second time, but first probably like proper time. I got a little go in um, Mike Young's car at Tech Park, but it was pretty small. Um, so it was a pretty cool experience. Um, completely different to the Savaris I've driven and just so much more uh, grip and control. And um, it was just an amazing experience. The, just the whole car acts totally different to a normal car. And um, yeah. Does it whet the appetite? I mean, is that sort of... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Any if I had the budget, I'd I'd be in one next year and be happy to try real hard in one. Um, I reckon we could be fairly competitive in one um, with some more time in it. Um, but that's the aim. There's definitely category one in one of those. And then in terms of having Hayden there offering you sort of tips, I mean, hey, it's amazing that a guy, you know, his standing, we've obviously got all so much to learn from from him, from what he's been through himself and, and obviously the standard that he he sets. Um, what, what were you sort of able to pick up and what was it like with him sort of giving you pointers and then sitting, so like I say, sitting alongside you? Um, yeah, it was uh, an amazing experience. Um, and I picked up some good um, braking and throttle application um, tricks. That's what he wanted to mainly focus on with all of us. 
and just making sure we can set the car up right for the corner and be able to apply that smoothly and um, fast out of the corner, really. Uh, we probably should give Pat and Rally Sport their, their due, due plug here. I mean, we've sort of interviewed guests all season, some of them that have, have worked with uh, with the Pat and Rally Sport group um, through the year. They're pretty phenomenal to be a part of, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, big props to WinMax and the Pat and Rally Sport group. Um, they do an amazing job, and to give us youngsters an opportunity like this is just unreal and gives us a good step forward into what we want to do in our future. What was it like sort of with the other guys? You know, as I said, there were no such things as time, so you're not comparing that kind of stuff, but comparing notes, talking to each other about what you learned, presumably, you know, what, what maybe you weren't expecting. What was sort of some of the conversation like with the other the other three boys? Um, oh, yeah, it was pretty hard. We had to uh, be quite uh, controlled not to get it into a competition and race each other. Um, we all wanted to really time it, but um, it was off the cards, so that was all right. And um, it was really interesting to see uh, multiple different views of how the car was feeling um, and what it was doing and what they were picking up on because we did also see how Hayden drove because at the end we also got a ride with Hayden, so it was pretty cool to experience that too, see how he can actually do it properly. Um, And so it was cool to have more than one set of eyes sort of picking up differences and what's he up, how he does it. What was it like for you to like ride alongside him in terms of you know you you riding shotgun to him that time you know just um, you know we for, for someone like me it's it's obviously a pretty neat experience because um, it's so far out of the realm of what's normal for me but you doing what you do for a living and then sitting with someone who's at the absolute pinnacle of his of his chosen field what what was it like was it sort of more exhilarating or better um, than you were expecting it to be. Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I told him he can't hold back whatsoever, and I want him to try scare the crap out of me. Um, he didn't scare me, but a, a, a very, very impressive with um, car control and absolute 120% max commitment into the corners um, was very impressive, and his smoothness as well. So it was a pretty awesome experience to um, see how the top of New Zealand does it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome thing that he's... He's done. Hopefully, you guys got a, a lot out of it, and it'll help to set you on um, on a path to maybe emulating and doing some of the things that he's done uh, through his career. Let's um, let's go back to the last time we sort of spoke to you and saw you saw you in action. Um, probably not the most fun thing to to, to look back <laughs> on, mate. But Daybreaker, obviously, it was a a pretty big pretty big accident. You had um, reasonably severe consequences as well. Just talk us through how it happened in the first place. Obviously, treacherous conditions. Probably the worst place on the planet to um, to make that mistake because uh, it sort of amplified pretty quick. Um, yeah, just just talk us through the, the incident as you remember it. Um, yeah, it is a bit unfortunate that uh, this time, the second time I won here, it's for an accident again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a fairly large um, mistake and uh, cock up at uh, Daybreaker. Um, we were just coming down the hill; it was fairly flat out. Um, I pushed. We made a not the correct tyre choice in the morning. I got the um, pressures wrong in the first two stages. And then we got a new set and I was pushing pretty hard into the afternoon. Um, And we managed to win the stage before, stage three. And I didn't know that, um, but I'd known I'd push pretty hard and shoot up my tyres. And then going to stage four, I thought I'll go easy for the first little bit and then we'll wind in the end. Um, At about 10k mark, I started to wind up and uh, I uh, obviously wound up a little bit too much into the bridge and um, we hit the bump on the bridge and it uh, 
just completely locked up and I just had no no brakes. Well, not I had brakes, but they weren't doing much. I think the car had bounced pretty bad off the ground and um, I tried sort of everything. I was down the gearbox, I was on the handbrake and uh, it was, oh shit, this is, this is going to be major. Um, it went on for a fair while. Me and Glenn had a bit of a conversation as we went down. Um, he asked if we could stop doing this and I agreed. Um, and then um i was i was waiting for the water but it never came so that was that was uh fantastic and uh landed at the bottom checked glenn was all good we were all good so got out and uh then we had a little fire so uh put that out and um then made our half an hour trek back up the hill to get to the top of the hill and uh um get out of there yeah i mean just yeah like it's it's obviously um pretty scary thing we've We've seen the in-car footage of it. Um, looks looks pretty horrific, you know. Like uh, how relieved, you know, and how much did the all the safety stuff in the car and that you wear do its job? That you know, both of you are able to walk away from what was a pretty scary moment. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, biggest always, well, my personal one is always hurting someone else with a glare in the car. Um, but yeah, the new back-mounted seats from Race Tech, absolutely amazing. Didn't feel a thing um, going down the hill, and the belts were good and all that gear. Um, we were a bit lucky with the fire extinguisher, um, and that. But that was a mistake um, of very easily made. Um, and but yeah, we were slightly sore, but very good out of that um, occasion. And the cage is not is not bent, so it did its job perfectly. So yeah, just goes to show that. Um, and we didn't go off that top of the hill very fast. We were probably oh, 20k off the top of the hill. Where really, it was just a bad place to do it. Um, so just really shows that uh, good cages, uh, good seats, and belts is a massive part of motorsport, no matter what level you're really doing it at. Um, you sort of talked about Goldie. He's obviously not the first big accident that he's had, um, and, and he was a bit bang around with the previous one. How, how was he? I guess in the wake of it all, um, yeah. Like like I said, it was obviously a pretty scary scary time. Yeah, um, he um, yeah we caught up a wee while ago and he, he's doing well. Um, he didn't um, put him back any further, so that was really good. Um, and he came out of it with a nice positive attitude, um, talking after the rally that um, we just need to get ourselves back out there and keep going. Yeah, obviously that that sort of leads to all of the you know the what now. Um, you know, pretty significant damage to the Suzuki, wasn't it? So. What, talk, talk us through the damage and, and what the immediate plan is with, with that car. Um, yeah, so um, it didn't bend the roll cage, but it bent every other panel possible. Um, so panel beating wise it sort of wrote that shell off. Um, luckily, it didn't do any damage to suspension or engine um, and gearbox, it seems, so far. Um, but um, very luckily... Um, a good customer and friend, uh, Glenn Cameron, who works at Taranga Motor Company, um, was able to source and talk to Suzuki New Zealand, who had a same model, um, flood damage Swift, and I was able to pick that up, and they've um, given that to me to help my rebuild um, to get back out there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. So so what's the plan? Rebuild that car? Or are we likely to see you in it um, at some point early next year? Or what, what's what's the likelihood of um, you can Yeah, rebuild it. Um, I, I need the money out of it. Um, so yeah, I want to rebuild it. And then I'm pretty sure we'll be it'll be up for sale um, and try to get myself into a four-wheel drive Category 5 car. Um, so if anybody wants a freshly rebuilt Suzuki Swift that is fast, just um, let me know. There you go.
hit it hot off the press. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, honestly, that car's been great for you, hasn't it? You know, in terms of your development, what you've achieved in it, you've had a lot of success um, in that car. So it'd be a perfect, perfect kind of entry level car for um, talented youngster wanting to have a crack at the championship, right? Oh, 100%. Like, that car's been absolutely fantastic. I've um, developed it a lot now. It's got a lot of good gear in it now. And um, it's still proving the stage before that um, it can be competitive with Rally 4s. And, um, yeah, and so it's going to be exactly the same car, if not a little bit better, because when you start again, you can refine things. So it has been a fantastic car. And it's great how when you do have accidents, it is nice and cheap to fix, because you either lucky enough or you go to Turner's and you buy a crash one from some old lady who crashed at the supermarket. <laughs> um, mate, in terms of your career, so so Cat 5, you think uh, four-wheel drive Cat 5 is, is the natural next step for you? Um, that's what the budget points to, yes. Um, I would obviously like to continue on further, but at the moment um, the budget will be um, – pretty tight just to do cat five so um we may not make it uh first off um otago next year in a category five car um but i'm definitely hoping to be at a few rounds next year in a category five car to mix it up and uh see what we can do out there slightly longer term mate what's what's the you know what's the mid-term sort of goal and terms of getting into a car like what you, you tested down there is you know as i think the situation changes we see more new cars come into the country into the championship some of the earlier model ap4 cars potentially go on the market is, is that something that becomes a little more realistic um yeah as they come cheaper they obviously become more realistic and if i keep sort of slowly stepping my car up it's worth more and i can slowly get there um the goal is obviously i definitely want to be doing category one and try competing in the category one class and try win it is is my goal um and just yeah just be out there really enjoying it and look for opportunities um elsewhere if there's any in america likes and that of um them and see where we can go and mate just just finally to, to finish i mean you've been in this this sort of dog fight that is cat two for the last couple of years you know such we you have know, so much talent in in that class um you're all pretty good mates too. I think you all get along pretty well. You, you, you're super competitive with each other. But um, you know, how exciting is it that there is this crop of next generation talent coming through that is already sort of some knocking on the door, and uh, it's going to change the landscape because all of you guys are going to find seats somewhere, and um, there's, there's too much quality not to have an impact on the championship, right? Oh, 100%. Category 2 has been absolutely super competitive and we've all been setting some fantastic times. It's been absolutely fantastic. It's been a bit gutting to um, leave on the note that we, we might be, but um, yeah, I think uh, us sort of five or six boys um, heading forward are really going to um, cause some havoc when we uh, get in some bigger cars. Um, it'll be pretty interesting in the sort of next five years of what chaos we can cause. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the future of New Zealand rallying is extremely bright. Um, yeah, big thanks, obviously, on behalf of everyone uh, to to Hayden and the crew at Hayden uh, at uh, Hayden Rally Sport for giving you guys that opportunity and and doing their part to to grow the sport. Um, really cool, mate. Hope you have a really good off season. Get that car sorted, get it sold, and look forward to seeing you in uh, in Cat Five hopefully next year. Eh? Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, much appreciated.